Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hello, everyone. So glad that you're tuned in to Calvary Live as we start a new work week on this Monday and also a new month as we now enter into the month of August. And so welcome everyone who's tuned in today to the program called Calvary Live where you get to call in and ask questions and give prayer requests. So we invite you to do that. You just heard the number where you can call and be on the air, 303-690-3000. Got all open lines right now, so it's a good time right now to grab one of those open lines. Give me a call, ask your questions about the Bible, or ask your questions about Christian living, or how do we respond as Christians to the things that we see going on around us uh, in our culture, in our nation, and in the world. And there's a lot going on right now. And there's a lot of uncertainty and people that, are feeling anxiety and and things like that. So give me a call. Love to just uh, encourage you, take you to the Word of God. And also this is a program uh, where we can pray. And it's good for the brethren to come together and to pray and uh, to have this source. So we invite you to do that. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And we also have another way for you to communicate to us. And that's through a dedicated text line for texting only. And you can text your question or your prayer request at 720-336-0897. Again, 720-336-0897. I would encourage you to get those two numbers in your contacts. And whenever you want to get a hold of us or talk with us or text us, and I want to remind you that text line is a 24-7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime. And the staff at Calvary Church in Aurora will uh, be praying for you, the the prayer team there, and it's a good resource for you. But during the show, as we have time, uh, we will uh, look at that, and we will be praying. Matter of fact, I already got a prayer request, and uh, we're going to um, be praying for the people in Kentucky. We want to welcome all those who are listening, uh, Radio by Grace, and we do have, uh, I believe that's three cities that are in Kentucky that uh, are listeners, so uh, we're praying for you in uh, Kentucky and uh, with all the flooding and a number of people that have been lost uh, and a number of people that are unaccounted for, uh, we just want to pray for you. Let's do that right now. Father, we do pray for the people of Kentucky as they're experiencing this flooding and more rain this last weekend. Uh, dozens of people have been lost, lost their lives, uh, people being rescued, lost their homes, their businesses, and then a number of people that have been accounted for. And I do pray that, Lord, that um, they would start finding those people. And uh, as I know, uh, phones are cut off, uh, electricity, everything else that comes with it. And so uh, we just ask that you would, Lord, just be with all the first responders as they're in there uh, rescuing, getting people out. Uh, be with uh, all those who are trying to help and those who have lost loved ones. We just uh, ask that you would uh, bring comfort and Lord, we also pray that uh, that you would stop the rains and uh, the long recovery would begin. But Lord, it's more than just buildings and homes, which is 
which is a lot to take in when you lose your home to flooding. But, Lord, also just uh, the loss of life and um, all the things that come with it. So we just pray for your comfort, your working. We just want to lift up our, uh, the people of Kentucky that are going through this. And uh, we just pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. So pray for the people of Kentucky. There's always people to pray for. Maybe you got a prayer request. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897 for you to text in a question or a prayer request. And I'd love to hear from you. And uh, so grab one of those open lines right now. I want to welcome all those who are listening on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado up in the southern Wyoming. Uh, you are listening live as well as a number of radio uh, stations on the Radio by Grace network uh, throughout the country. You are listening live and online listeners. Uh, we welcome you as well. Those listening on Hope and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio, of course, you're a week delayed. But give me a call, and that just means that you, uh, we get to have our conversation, and then you get to listen to it next week. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Just got another prayer request on the text line and praying for those kids that are going to be going back to school. Uh, and we have entered into August, and I know it's the first day of August. Uh, and in the next week, I think here in Greeley, and by the way, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm the senior pastor here. I host on Mondays and Tuesdays. So blessed to be with you. And uh, and kids are going to be going back in another, I believe, two weeks or maybe even sooner uh, here in uh, our area of Colorado. And uh, eventually going back to the universities and be praying for the teachers. Uh, yesterday in our service, we were uh, having... Uh, just some time, taking some time to pray for uh, the students and and for the teachers. We have teachers from elementary, middle school, high school, in the universities. We have teachers, professors that go to our church, and we were just praying for them. And we are very grateful for you, you who are teachers, who are believers. Uh, We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. Um, I'm so grateful that you are light in the schools, and uh, whether that is uh, private school, Christian school, public school. Uh, I know it's not easy today. It's very difficult, uh, but God has placed you there, and we want to pray for strength and for wisdom and for guidance. And Father, we do pray as uh, this prayer request has come in. Kids will be going back. They're thinking about it, people getting school supplies, uh, even the challenge of getting supplies. Teachers, uh, uh, many of them sometimes have to, to pay for it out of their own pockets because of shortfalls uh, but, Lord, we, we want to be a blessing practically and spiritually. We just pray that you'd help the teachers uh, get prepared. And, Lord, the Christian teachers, that you would strengthen them and help them. And thank you that they're light there. And I do pray that you would uh, just be with them at every level and the helpers. And, Lord, be with the students, our kids, as they go back to school, um, as they go back um, to the classroom. Just help them in their studies. But, Lord, most of all, uh, we just pray for you to be um, be a, uh, a protection, a strong tower to them, um, Lord, uh, just to help them. And um, Lord, just be with them in the challenges that they face. Uh, so we just lift them all up to you as they get ready to go back to the class. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, we got all open lines, so let's go, I mean, all full lines, actually. Let's go then to Teresa in New Jersey. Hi, Teresa. Hi. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Um, I had a question tonight, it, but it's regarding Leviticus 27. And um, most people I know don't like to read the book of Leviticus, but I really loved it. Um, but the last chapter really got me, um, specifically the part about making a voluntary vow to the Lord, a person, and then a payment had to be made, shekels. Yes. And I, I just didn't understand why money would have to be exchanged for a human, a person. You, you know, that, that is an interesting part of the vow. And, you know, you, you ask, uh, uh, and I agree with you, I, I like Leviticus too. A lot of people don't read it. There's always something there for us. In Leviticus, the whole theme is to show us how to serve and worship and obey a holy God. In this last chapter, there's a signing of evaluation, if I remember, for persons consecrated by a vow. And um, and they were, as you read the section, you're probably reading that there was, wasn't there a value according to their age and general usefulness yeah. to society and all that yeah. um, between a man between 20 and 60 um, and there, there's all this, and the valuation was made mostly in terms of an estimate of the physical labor, the value of the person. So, um, so you know, they were, I think the individuals uh, should be understood as representing either the wage of a worker, which was a shekel a month in the biblical period, uh, or the relative worth of the value of the person's services in the tabernacle. Um, and so there was this, yeah, there was this assigning evaluation for persons consecrated by a vow, and um, and so that's how they did it. And um, if the services included a heavy manual labor, as I remember reading, working with sacrificial animals or transporting the tabernacle, it was easy to say why, you know, they were given a higher value. So, um, you know, and then there's, I think as you read the chapter, there's provision for the poor, um, in a consecration by a vow, um, and all these other things, and just part of the law. And um, I would have to look at it further to really make, um, you know, the application for us and stuff at it. But it was all part of the law in, in giving that and uh, making that valuation based on their work and things like that as they consecrate it by a vow. So, um, so with interesting. The person, with the Go person ahead. that. Um was serving, would they get paid that money? Like, was that their wage? Um, I think it's, um, the, you know, when, you know, you look at, as Moses was telling the children of Israel, when a man consecrates by vow certain persons to the Lord according to your valuation. So um, it deals with things that were given to God by a vow. That means that they were not required by a command of the law, but the vow was freely promising, given a gift to God, is what I understand. And it deals with the persons that were promised to the Lord in a vow. Um, so that's what is dealing with the chapter um, there, um, as they would give it to God, give the gift to God. And, you know, a vow is, is, is just a promise made to God voluntarily, and for a man from the tribe of Judah, in a time of distress, out of gratitude as you go through it, out of a sense of calling, might want to consecrate his son to the Lord. He could not give his son to the service of the tabernacle because only the Levites were to do that. Um, but uh, so he consecrated his son. He would follow the procedures 
that are then given in the following verses. So you also, I believe you can look at Judges 11 and 1 Samuel chapter 1. Um, as you see, I think, examples of this, uh, vows that were given. Uh, one of them would be who in 1 Samuel? Okay. would be Samuel himself, wasn't He was given as a consecrate about um, to for the use of the Lord. So I think that's that's what it's speaking of. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good question. Very good question. And, you know, I'm blessed, Teresa, that you're, you're enjoying the book of Leviticus because I there's so many lessons that are there, isn't there? And, um, and it is an incredible book. And I've been told even by pastors, why should you study the book of Leviticus? You know, it's not for us today, but it is. And you've just told me that you've discovered that. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And uh, keep reading the scriptures. All scripture is profitable, right? Yes, absolutely. Amen. Thank you Thank- so much for uh, taking my call and answering my question. You bet, Teresa. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. When somebody hangs up, you can um, just uh, know that there is an open line, so you can grab that open line. Let's continue with um, the uh, phone lines as we have now Paul in Aurora. Paul? Hello, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Uh, so I just have a prayer request. Um, I have a cousin who has a 11-year-old son. His name is Wyatt, who was just recently diagnosed with testicular cancer, which has unfortunately also spread to his lung. So they're going to be undergoing quite a bit of treatment and and uh, stuff like that. So I, I want to get as much prayer on board as I can get. Absolutely. Father, we do pray for uh, Paul, as he calls for his cousin that has an 11-year-old, that's so young, so precious, um, to have testicular cancer. Um, Lord, we just lift this uh, this boy up to you. We pray for your healing touch to be on him as he's going to go through tests and all the things that are involved. Lord, I, I just pray that you be with the family, um, uh, that you give them wisdom um, as they're making decisions and be with the doctors and all those who are treating. But Lord, you're the great physician. So we come to you. We, we come because we know you invite us to come and, and to ask uh, for your mercy and for your healing to be upon um, this, this 11-year-old boy. And uh, I just pray that uh, you would bring that healing and that you would touch and bring strength and also just comfort, and they, they would know, the family and him, that little boy, that you are with them, you haven't forsaken them, and Lord, that uh, they would just look to you, and not only trusting in you, but resting, resting in your love. So Lord, we pray for this touch of healing. We pray for strength. We pray that you administer this little boy that may be having a hard time understanding all that's going on, but that he would understand that you're real, and you're there, and you love him. And, Lord, we just pray that you would show yourself strong on behalf of this family and this 11-year-old boy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much. You bet, Paul. We'll be praying. Thank you. Take care. Mm-hmm. You too. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I am Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. So glad to be with you. Always an honor to be with you. What a blessing it is. And uh, so we got two open lines, I believe, and I'd love to 
um, just uh, be able to minister to you, pray with you, um, and to be able to um, just encourage you and take you to the scripture. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. The text line, 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Fort Collins to Monique. Did I say that right, Monique? Monique, yes, sir, you sure did. Hi, Pastor Figs. Um, I guess my question for my guidance, I'm seeking guidance from you twofold, is uh, my husband and I are, are Christian. We have raised our children in a Christian household. Our youngest, who is 18, just has recently come out as being a lesbian. And um, and I just, I'm just, I love her so much. We love her so much that... Um, I don't want her to turn away from God. I don't want her to, um, I want her, to, I guess I just am seeking guidance on how to help her through this yeah. and what my husband Pete and I can pray for and guide her through with this. I want her to know that God loves her no matter what. Um, but, um, you know, scripturally, I know that this is a sin and trying to help navigate myself through this and yeah. her through this. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And you're not the only parent going through this in the day in which we're living in. And, you know, there's a lot of questions. You know, what do I do? How do I respond to my child, my grandchild, that has gone that way, that is, you know, in homosexuality or whatever it may be? And I think that just listening to you, um, that you, you love, you know, we love our children, don't we? And there's nothing in the Bible that says that we stop loving them. And I have a feeling that your daughter knows where you stand on this, um, that that it is sin. She was raised in a Christian home, but the Word of God has to say. So you're in a place of speaking the truth in love and in a place of just praying for her. And um, sometimes there are those who you know, want to take such a harsh stand of I'm not going to talk to you, I'm not going to, you know, have any kind of relationship with you. Um, but I believe that um, that you can be there to continue to give truth, give truth with love. Um, she knows where you stand, um, mom and dad, um, but to also be able to um, speak that truth in love and to pray, that pray that she'll come home, that the Lord will touch her heart and, and bring her there. And it's it's not an easy thing to do, but um, but I think that continuing to love her, continuing to speak truth into her life, and to pray for her is where you're at. And then I think the the challenge comes with parents or with relatives or any of us is to have clarity and understanding. You and your husband to have that to where the lines are going to be drawn um, exactly. You know, as far as. Um, if she has a relationship, if she comes and she wants, you know, you know, she has somebody she's in a relationship with another woman, they want to, you know, stay in your house and in a room, you know, all those things that, that right. comes with it, that follows. I think that you guys need to have clarity and understanding where the lines are going to be drawn and you can draw those lines. You, you can um, say that, you know, we just can't have this or we won't allow this. Um and we still love you. We care about you, but you know we're um, accountable to what goes on underneath our home. We want our home to honor the Lord. It doesn't mean that you can't ever have her come over to your house, 
um, or you can't ever talk to her and things like that. But I think that you guys need to sit down and really pray about, you know, where are the lines going to be as um, she gets older and as she grows and as, you know, um, things, you know, uh, come up and stuff like that, that can be very difficult. And and um, it's okay to say no, you know, right. in certain end times and to let her know why. And I think that you can speak that with love and you don't have to be combative. You don't have to be argumentative. I, I've seen families just completely ripped apart by this and, and it can happen, but uh, I've seen, you know, um, I was just talking with uh, my wife about it because we have these conversations. What if, you know, somebody close to us, what if that was the case? Um, things like that. Um, and I've seen families take such a harsh that they've moved away and we've cut off all relationship with you. And, and, um, you know, for me, it's like, um, we can speak the truth in love. I, I still want to speak truth into the people that I love that are sinning. What if it was uh, a son or a daughter that's living with somebody? Isn't that sin? Right. It is right. sin. Absolutely. And sometimes it is. Yeah. So sometimes we elevate these, you know, these sins and, um, but we have no problem with that. You know, we have no problem with that. Well, that's still sin. You still want to speak truth into their lives. So whatever it is that's going on in their lives to pray that the Lord open up their eyes and help them to see that this is sin. It's not the way that God wants them to live. Uh, but I just don't see in the scriptures where we just cut off, you know, all, uh, you know, communication, everything like that, and stop loving them. And there are going to be lines that you're going to draw. And there is going to be that discussion that you guys are going to have. And you are going to speak the truth in love. And she knows, like I said, that, you know, how you guys feel about it. Um, And it is, there's a straining in the relationship. Of course there is. Um, But I, I think that you can still be a vessel of God um, to show God's love and to speak truth into her life. Thank you. I hope that helps. It does help very much. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Can I pray for you? Yes, please. Father, I pray for Monique as um, she's facing what a lot of parents face or grandparents or, you know, in our culture and our society. We know that um, homosexuality is called a sin. But, Lord, we also know that um, there can be forgiveness, there can be restoration, and, Lord, speaking the truth in love. I pray that you give her and um, her husband just uh, guidance and direction and understanding and clarity um, as they move forward, how to minister to their daughter. And, Lord, speaking the truth in love, but also standing firm on the Word of God. So, Lord, I just pray that you be with her guide her. Um, I pray her daughter would open up her eyes and see this is not what you have for her. And then she would come home to you and, uh, and she would give up her sin. And Lord, that, um, that you would do that work by uh, the work of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey Monique. You know, when I was just real quick, um, when I was uh, praying, I was thinking of, and, and um, I just want to give this to you, that in John chapter 1, it tells us that Jesus was full of grace and um, truth. Uh, he was the perfect, uh, I'll read it to you, as John opens up the um, 
the gospel. Uh, he says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was full of grace and truth. He he was so graceful. And I was listening to our radio program before uh, Calvary Live came on, and I was teaching on Luke chapter 7, the woman who was caught in the very act of, uh, or the woman who uh, came to Jesus in John chapter 7 at the house of Simon the Pharisee and wept and kissed his feet and dried uh, her tears with his hair. And then Jesus looked at her and said, your sins are forgiven, which are many. And it's such an incredible story of his grace, his compassion for us. He was the perfect combination of grace and truth. He, he never backed down on the truth. He never, you know, um, compromised the truth. He was the perfect combination. So if it's just all grace and there's no truth involved, it's pretty flaky. We're not helping people. But if it's just all truth and there's no grace involved, it can be harsh is what it can be. So I, I love that verse because I pray, Lord, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be full of grace and I want to be full of truth. I don't want to compromise the truth, but I do want to show grace and compassion in those times that, that I can, and to show the love of Jesus Christ and speak the truth in love. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you. Yes, sir. Thank you so very much. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Okay. Thank God you. bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I believe we've got all open lines right now, so love to talk with you. Grab one of those open lines. Got plenty of time in the show. We're going to be heading to break here in just a couple minutes. And, you know, these are difficult issues that we deal with in our culture and in our day. And um, sometimes they're difficult to maneuver. And the Lord desires to guide us and direct us and to, um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, it is hard, and every case is different. Every situation is different, but we want to speak the truth in love. We want to show the the truth and compassion and love of Jesus Christ, and, and there will be lines that are going to be drawn. There, there won't be a compromising of the truth. We want to be guided by God's Word, and so that's why we need encouragement. We need to uh, just be in fellowship with one another and have brothers and sisters that encourage in those challenging things. So we're headed to break here in a couple minutes, so I want you to grab one of those open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. And if you got a prayer request or if you got a question, I'd love to just be able to talk with you and encourage you in any way that we can and um, and just to be able to um, to talk about the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we uh, encourage you to do that as we've started a new month, the month of August. I can't believe how fast summer is going. It goes by so quickly and everything. And so one of the questions that I want to answer when we get back, which I think is a very important question for us to consider and to look at, and that is um, that the question is, it's been a long time since I've had joy. And do you have any advice on how to get the joy back? And I think that there is God's Word that will guide us in that because perhaps you're feeling like the joy is gone, um, the excitement is, is gone. I'm feeling spiritually dull, and um, it just um, I'm not excited about the things of the Lord. And the Lord wants us to continue 
to be full of joy. And God's Word tells us how we can do that. So when we come back on the other side of the break, uh, if there's no callers, we'll go into that. We'll go into the text questions. Again, 720-336-0897. But I'd love to talk with you. And give me a call at 303-690-3000, being the call-in number uh, for you to get on the air, talk about the things of the Lord, answer your questions, and and to be able to give uh, your prayer requests. And um, love to be able to do that. So you hear the music coming up. It's the only break of Calvary Live. And so grab that phone line. Give me a call. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard those two numbers, how you can be a part of the show, the call-in number and the text line. So we got one open line, and we're going to go to the phone lines in just a moment. Uh, But I'm so grateful to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I've been the senior pastor for nearly 27 years now up here in Greeley. What a privilege it is uh, to be able to pastor uh, this church and to be up in northern Colorado. So very grateful and, and very grateful to be with you on Calvary Live. So grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time in the show. I do want to just make a, a quick reminder to you that on Sunday mornings we're going through the book of Daniel. It's just an incredible, incredible study. And uh, we've got people listening online from all over the country, uh, and we're so grateful for that to our live services. And uh, you can do that at Calvary Chapel Greeley, G-R-E-E-L-E-Y dot org, O-R-G, uh, Calvary Chapel Greeley, our live services Sunday morning, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. We're Mountain Time, and uh, we are going to the next study, and Daniel's going to be the 70 weeks of Daniel, which is one of the most amazing prophecies in all of the Bible. Daniel has been very, very relevant as the first six chapters were a narrative of the person of Daniel, really helpful in how we can, you know, just be uh, ones that uh, live for the Lord like Daniel did, his commitment to the Lord. And he found favor with the Lord uh, as he was determined not to defile himself. And then the amazing prophecies of Daniel that um, really are, are just quite remarkable And so very important in the days in which we are in to be discerning and wise as we see things going on around us. You know, Daniel has sent him to his knees to pray, Um, and it should send us to our knees to be praying for our nation and and for the church because uh, we are seeing the signs around us that point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. So Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, if you're in the area, we'd love for you to come and, uh, and to worship with us and Study God's Word together. So um, just want to pass that along. Uh, we got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Stan in Longmont. Stan? Oh, hello. Pastor Figgs? Hello. Uh, yeah, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, yeah, I was uh, calling for a prayer request. Um uh, my family is disputing on a farm, and uh, my brother-in-law already got property from my father-in-law. He passed away New Year's Eve, and 
court is coming up this week, and I just want to pray for favor that it goes to who my father-in-law wanted it to go to, the grandkids. And they're all there. There's four of them there now, and there's one mm-hmm. on the way. And uh, we just want to keep the family farm, you know, yeah. uh, in the family the way my father-in-law wanted it. And uh, he wanted to get chickens and, you know, some livestock this uh, spring. And my son got chickens and ducks and got two pigs. Yeah. He's doing everything yeah. his grandpa wanted. And I just wanted to see yeah. if he could, you know, pray for yeah. us, you know. A- absolutely. Because, you know, here in Greeley, we live in far- farm country and, I know that um, in our family, a couple farms were passed uh, to us uh, when my wife's fathers died, and those family farms are important. and um, And so we're just going to pray. and And uh, you know, agriculture is a very important part here in Northern Colorado, isn't it? Yes, and, sir, it uh, is. And uh, yeah. yeah, you know, my father-in-law he didn't want to go, and he was so close to his grandkids that uh, he yeah. said, Stan, I don't want to die. You know, I want to stay alive and see my grandkids, you know, you know, yeah. enjoy my farm. And, and um, yeah, my brother-in-law just wants to, he already got property. He wants the farm too and just to split it up and just sell it all. And, you yeah. know, that's not what my father-in-law, you know, that was in his prayers. And, and uh, a year before uh, he passed on New Year's Eve, God bless his soul, he got saved twice by the Good. pastors at the Christian church, yes. Good. So, Father, we do pray for this situation, and I, I, I pray that Lord that, um, that you know the, the courts are going to have a say in this, and uh, Lord that um, that uh, you know what's best and for the family, and uh, Lord, we just pray for um, this to be settled in a way where uh, the interest of the family is best served, and so Lord, we just pray for you to. Um, intervene in the way that you desire in your will. And I just pray for Stan that uh, he would just have a peace and um, about all of this, and he commits all this to you for your will. And so I pray for this family. I just pray that um, somehow there'd be a coming together, you know, and um, that there this would get resolved in a way peacefully and um, in a way that, um, that Lord, that, uh, that, it's resolved in a way that it doesn't divide the family, but brings the family together. So we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus Christ's okay, name Stan. we pray, amen. Thanks, Pastor, so okay, much. Stan. God we'll, bless you. We'll be, we'll be praying. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Those can be very difficult situations and we commit it to the Lord, and we trust in the Lord in those times. So let's go to Wani in Strasbourg. Hey, thank you. Wani. Thank you for, hey. Yeah, thank you for taking my call, Pastor. How, how are you? Oh, week. A week ago today, and, and you prayed for my friend yeah. whose husband was going to have open-heart surgery on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it was much than the cardiologist had originally thought. He was in surgery for over required. And just today he got down into a step-down unit in ICU. Mm-hmm. And so his wife is, you know, going back and forth to the hospital and trying to do um, her job. So just for peace for um, Vicki and that she would feel the Lord's comfort. She does have a strong relationship with, with the Lord, but... You know, 55 years of marriage. and Yeah. 
Okay, so. absolutely. You're a little broken up, but I think I got uh, the gist of what you're saying, that surgery took longer. And um, and so he's still in the hospital, a step down from ICU, you said? The ICU. He's not, he's still in ICU. They're anticipating him being in the hospital for another, at least another week, perhaps longer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's pray. Father, we pray for Vicki. We just pray for her husband of over 50 years. That's incredible. That's over a half half a century, uh, Lord. And I just, just pray for her husband, that, Lord, he would recover. Be with the doctors and the nurses as the surgery took longer and open-heart surgery, a very serious major surgery. I just pray that, uh, Lord, that he would heal, he gets stronger, um, that he would be able to leave the hospital and there being confidence that, that he's doing well, um, that he's healing, uh, that he's getting his strength back. And so, Lord, we just commit him to you. And, Lord, that Vicky, we just pray for a peace that passes understanding in her heart. And, Lord, as she's concerned for her husband. Uh, and, Lord, we just pray that you would comfort her. And, Lord, just give her wisdom as she's waiting for her husband to get better and stronger, be with the medical team. Lord, the nurses that are just absolutely incredible, and those units that you would just guide them and direct them. And so, Lord, we just pray for this. We just pray for your hand to be upon them, this couple. And uh, we just pray for you to bring healing and comfort and strength and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. You bet. You keep me updated, okay? I will. Thank you. You bet. Very difficult, you know, major surgeries and stuff. But it it does remind me... uh, you know, those of you who serve in hospitals and nurses, you guys are incredible. And and just the season that you came through, uh, the nurses, the, you know, uh, medical staff, professions, you know, dealing with all the COVID. And you guys were on the front line, so we thank you for that. Um, just your training and um, just, just very appreciative of you. And uh, so we always remember that we want to pray for you and and um, be thankful for you and and uh, your skills and what God, um, you know, does through you um, in helping bring healing to others and stuff. So, hey, um, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Joy and Centennial. Hi, Joy. Yes. Hi, how are you? You're on Calvary. I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Yeah, um, ironically, even though my name is Joy, I was hoping that you could pray for just some hope today. It just, it's hard living in the world, and my marriage has been just really hard. And um, mm-hmm. I can just, you know, have some hope. I feel like some days we just need that. And daughter's been kind of going through some stuff, too. She's in college and just really turned mm-hmm. her life around for Christ, but now it's it's been hard on her as well. She said, like, during her orientation at CSU, that the the person giving the orientation laughed and said they would throw stuff at the pastors that would go on campus, and um, mm-hmm. that was hard for her now that she's finally turned her life around and just really living for Christ, which is a, a blessing to hear as a parent, but um, yeah. living in the world is hard. It just would like hope, yeah. maybe for all the listeners yeah. listening to. And there, there always is hope, Joy, and 
you know, it, it's a very difficult time, and the universities are difficult. You know, I went to CSU, graduated from CSU 40 years ago, and the university is so much different. And my son um, is a senior at UNC here. And, you know, one of the things that, that we prayed about, he started at CSU. And I remember going to that orientation. They had, like, parents, you know, uh, time, and I, I was horrified, some of the things that were said. And, you know, it really set us, Sue and I, to pray for him and to encourage him. And for your daughter, she's going to hear these things. And uh, because the universities are dark in a lot of way, um, and um, they, I remember my son going to UNC and a professor challenging him. It was some ethics class or something that he had to take and talking about, you know, roles of men and women. And, and she, he didn't even say he was a Christian and she just fired back at him. You know, I don't want to hear your, your Bible and what your Bible says. Somehow she knew he was a Christian or sensed it. And he was really sh- shaken up by that. He called me. And so it's hard. It's a difficult environment for them, but it was going to help her just encourage her to first of all, find uh campus ministry there. Um, to get involved with a group of Christians, and that's what my son has done. He he's been involved with a group of Christians here um, to find a good church there in Fort Collins, and that's going to be an important part of her her staying strong in the Lord because there's so much you know partying and drinking and uh, anti God philosophy that is all around her. So there's a number of of ministries that are there. I know students that have gone to CSU that have gotten involved in those campus ministries, and they're doing well. So, you know, have her seek those ministries out, um, you know, uh, and to get involved with one in a Bible study and then to find that church. And I think that's going to be a big help to her. Uh, Otherwise, she's going to find herself alone. And, you know, that's where Satan can feel alone. But the good news is she came out from the world. So her current friends are where, you know, like her eyes have been opened now. But she does feel alone. Yeah, she has told me that. But, yeah, I will encourage her and pray for her that she does that. Yeah, it's important for her to have that fellowship because there's strength in in fellowship. And, And if it's like Satan, he's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And who does, you know... A roaring lion devour. He devours the one who's alone, and so um, you know, encourage her in that. But there, joy, there is always hope in the Lord. There is always hope in the Lord. We have a living hope uh, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I was just looking at this psalm. It's interesting that you called. And in uh, this psalm, uh, here is the psalmist that's feeling down, a little bit like you were in Psalm 43. I was reading it five minutes before I, I turned on um, the mic here. And in this psalm, the psalmist says, Why are you, are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. And, you know, your your name is Joy, and you're looking for hope. And the question was asked, even as, you know, I was reading the text, I've lost my joy. How do I get it back? And the joy comes as we realize that there is hope in God, that he is working, and that he is 
uh, desiring to work in our lives as we move forward. And when we see things all around us, we think, Lord, it's dark, it's discouraging, but he is still working and he desires to continue to use us and to grow us. And one of the ways is my hope is in you, Lord, and I'm going to praise you, second of all, to have that joy as uh, the psalmist would write that in your presence, David wrote in Psalm 18, in your presence is fullness of joy. And to stay close to the Lord and keep in you know, your devotions and keep uh, looking to him in every way, um, as he writes that actually in Psalm 16, uh, you will show me the path of life and in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures evermore. And then Jesus said in uh, John's gospel that we are to abide in him and as we abide in him that our, our joy will be full. So abide in his love, abide in him personally, in his presence is fullness of joy, to praise him and always know that there is hope. And matter of fact, always remember this joy, that he is our only hope. He is our only hope. There is no other hope. Keep yeah. that in mind, because the world's not okay. our hope. And this world's going to come to a, a, a terrible end, but we belong to a kingdom that lasts forever. And that's been one of the encouragements, Joy, of going through the book of Daniel, you know, as we're reminded that, uh, you know, things that are ahead are, were very heavy for Daniel. Matter of fact, in chapter 7 and chapter 8, at the end of those visions there, it says that his countenance changed. He was troubled in his heart. Um, he was one that uh, fainted even. And then he got up to be about the king's business. And I find that interesting that as he saw the heaviness of those visions, he saw the future and the future Antichrist and what's going to happen to his people that are still yet future for us as well. But as Daniel, he wasn't troubled when Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill the wise man in chapter 2. He wasn't troubled when he was thrown into the den of lions. But he was troubled in seeing where this world's going to end. But he shows us something as he had his countenance that changed, as he fainted, he was sick. And as we look at the things around us, we get sick, don't we? I mean, it just it literally makes us sick in our soul and in our spirit. And we're like the psalmist. Why are you cast down, O oh, my soul? But it's important for us, listen, to keep about the king's business. To keep Thank about you. the I king's business. I needed to business. hear that today. And I needed those verses to put back into my armor. Thank you. Yeah. And to keep running your race. Listen, it's a fight. It's a battle every single day. But you keep fighting the good fight. And I want to give you one more verse that's going to be encouragement to you. That in Nehemiah chapter 4, the people, they're building the wall around Jerusalem. And the rubble was it was deep. It was piled up. They said, this is too hard. The enemies of God were coming against them. They were very discouraged. They said, we can't do this. In Nehemiah, he stationed the people there, you know, to build a wall near their house. And they had a trial in one hand and a sword in another. And in that, in that chapter four of Nehemiah, Nehemiah says, listen, remember that God is great and awesome. Don't be afraid. And he said, you fight, you fight for your wives. You fight for your children. You fight for your brethren. And that's what you are to do. You fight for your daughter. And the good fight of the spirit, you pray for her. And you keep giving her encouragement, and you keep fighting the good fight.
because it is a good fight and it's a good work that we do. And we fight not for victory. We fight from victory. Jesus Christ is coming back and he's on the throne. And that's what's the wonderful thing about the book of Revelation, that John there on the island of Patmos, finding himself alone, he writes down these things that must come shortly to pass. He would then take that to a, a group of people that were being heavily persecuted by Domitian and going through persecution in the first century, and they needed to know that Jesus was still on the throne and that he's coming back and that we have victory in him. And always keep that in mind. Just keep looking to him, keep in your devotions, keep in fellowship, and you keep fighting the good fight. Thank you so much. I needed to hear that. I appreciate that, Pastor Jeff. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is talking through you, because I, I just watched that movie, Casa Hogar, and at the end they had that song from Lecrae, uh, Fight mm-hmm. For Me. And so I sent that to her, you know, just trying to encourage her. So thank you so much. I, I appreciate the scripture. You bet. And if you need prayer, you call me back, okay? Okay, I will. Because we're going to come alongside of you and fight with you, all right? Thank you. You bet, Joy. God bless you and your daughter, too. Tell her to stay strong. Okay, I will. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's go to Alexandra in Commerce City. Alexandra? Hi. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. Amen. I was just calling for prayer uh, for my friend because, well, me and my friend, just our friendship and friendships in general in the kingdom because we kind of got into a sticky situation last night and it just, you know, caused some tension. And I just wanted to pray for our friendship and friendships in the kingdom in general. Yeah, and, you know, it's being a friend. um, You know, we can, relationships can be strained and um, you get in tense situations and stuff. But I believe that God does want to honor your heart in there being reconciliation, because that's his desire, for there to be restoring, there to be reconciliation, understanding, and clarity, you know, that's causing this tension. There may not always mean that there's agreement, but may there be clarity and understanding in in a coming together. So, Lord, um, as Alexandra, as she... um, you know, is desiring to have this relationship just be stronger and, and reconciled. And um, as, you know, this t- tense situation that just brought um, maybe some, uh, 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 just some strain in the relationship that you just give her wisdom and to Lord, just um, to be able to be one that uh, speaks in, in that discernment and wisdom, compassion, and truth, though. And Lord, I just pray you be with her and guide her. I just pray she's desiring to be a friend, um, that you would just uh, work in her heart. You know the things, you know the issues, you know everything that's going on, and just help her to do that. And I thank you for her heart and wanting to do that, not just being mad and upset and unforgiving, but Lord, to, to really look to you for guidance and direction. And because relationships are important, and I just pray that you do that work in with her friend and in her life. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. 303-690-3000 calling number. We've still got some time as we're heading to the top of uh, the hour. But um, let's go to Michael and Frederick. Hi. Pastor Jeff? Yep. 
You're on Calvary Live. Hey, Pastor Jeff. Hey, um, I have uh, a primary prayer request that I shared. Um, my stepmom uh, is 76 years old. Her name's Teddy. Uh, my my dad is going to be with the Lord, and uh, um, Teddy and a number of my family members aren't saved. Um, and her her mother, whose name her mother uh, is 99 years old and uh, in poor health, and Teddy's gone out to visit her, and her mom was Catholic. And I'm just praying. For, I don't know what else to do, but to just ask for prayer for her mom. Because um, yeah. when you're 99 years old and in bad health, you may not have very long. So, yeah, absolutely. And Father, we do pray as Michael calls for his stepmom's mom to be saved, and and you've been graceful for 99 years, almost a century. But Lord, um, she still has time to come to you. So I just pray for the gospel to be uh, presented to her in a way that sh- she would understand and open up her heart that you would draw her to you, Lord. She would understand that at her age that um, there is life that continues after this life. And I pray that you would just help her to, to just see her need for you and for salvation. And I pray for that work to be in her heart. That, Lord, that um, I thank you for Michael who who cares for his family and Lord, uh, I just lift her up to you for your mercy and grace and work to be upon her and in her life. And Lord, I just pray that you would just um, bring her to salvation, Lord, and um, and that you would just help her to surrender her life to you, knowing that she needs you for eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. You bet, Michael. God bless you. God bless you. You know, one of the things is um, it's really important that we continue to pray for families. And I know that I think all of us that are listening right now, we all have family members that aren't saved. And I have to be reminded of this to keep praying for them, for unsaved relatives, and uh, to keep praying, to keep um, lifting them up to the Lord, take that time to do that. Um, and uh, and it just it blesses me uh, to hear Michael call and pray for um, his um, stepmom's, you know, mom to, to come that's um, 99 years old. She, she needs Jesus. Um, and uh, you keep praying for your relatives, and we always want to pray with you and, and minister to you in that way. So um, I just want to answer a text question as we're getting to uh, the top of the show. And uh, somebody was praying for their grandson, Aiden, um, sore throat, not eating, two and a half years old. That's hard. And the little ones got sore throats and they're not eating. So, Lord, we pray for Aiden. Um, we just pray that you would bring healing to him, that you would just bless him. And, um, Lord, uh, help him to his throat to clear up and to where he can start eating again and get strong again. So I just pray for um, little Aiden. We just pray for him to be healed and that you would just uh, minister to his heart, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, Amen. And so um, we always want to pray for those uh, who are sick, uh, asking for prayer for uh, a, a sister who is not saved and and seems to be getting harder. Lord, I just pray that you would 
I just pray for this one um, that is asking for prayer for their sister and their sister getting harder. You know who they are. And I just pray that you would just draw her sister to her and help her to minister to her sibling and to minister truth, open up her eyes, and the Lord just soften her heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, uh, Lord willing, be back tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Live. So if you wanted to call in and, and see that we're at the top of the hour and, and it's towards the end of the show, give me a call tomorrow. I'd love to hear from you and talk with you to ask your questions and to give your prayer requests here on Calvary Live. And so, so grateful again to be with you and, and blessed to be with you. And um, also just to remind you that um, be in fellowship with other believers. Keep praying for your unbelieving family and friends and them. Um, fight the good fight of the Spirit, as we were talking about today. Uh, fight for your family. Fight for your spouse. Fight for your children. Fight for your brethren, the good fight of the Spirit. I love Nehemiah uh, because they had a sword in one hand and a, and a trial in the other. The sword, the Word of God is, is the sword in our armor, right? And then the trial is you're serving the Lord. And, um, you know, it is a battle out there. Every day is a battle. It's not a playground at all. But you keep fighting the good fight of the Spirit, okay? And we'll do it together tomorrow on this show. Same time tomorrow. So uh, give me a call. Give a prayer request. I'll be here to answer them. And God bless you. Have a great evening, everyone. And um, stay close to the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.